back to The Curious Clinicians, a medical podcast that asks why. You're joining us in the midst of some furious debate about Thanksgiving sides. Tony, Avi, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> I'm uh, getting remarkably hungry talking about Thanksgiving meals. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm counting the days now, if I wasn't already. <laughs> so today it is time to talk turkey. Or more specifically, the tryptophan that we have heard imbues turkey with these amazing sedative properties, particularly after a large Thanksgiving meal. We are planning to post this episode the day before Thanksgiving, so we're hoping you can use our discussion for some small talk at the dinner table. Science, probably better than politics this year. So Tony, how should we get started? Well, I I imagine uh, that both of you have heard of the Thanksgiving coma um, and the idea that tryptophan in Turkey is kind of somehow the culprit for the Thanksgiving coma. But I'm actually curious if either of you kind of believed in this connection before uh, preparing for this episode. Like, did did you think this was just lore or did you, you know, I don't know, personal experience or otherwise feel like, oh, yeah, definitely true. I guess my, my lived experience was I felt like it was true in the sense that like after the meal, whatever was doing it, and I guess I assumed it was the turkey, like I fall asleep on the couch with a fair amount of predictability. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving afternoon naps are are an undeniable truth. Yeah. As we'll talk about, um, I think the idea that there's a Thanksgiving uh, food coma or just coma is probably undeniable. Whether or not turkey is the um, the lesion, we'll have to decide as we go through the episode. So before we even you know try to answer this very important question, can you start us <laughs> off by reminding us a little about tryptophan and establishing, you know, does turkey have a lot of it? Yeah. So so we'll start with tryptophan. So uh, tryptophan is an essential amino acid. Uh, and the essential means that it's one of those amino acids that humans have to ingest. We cannot make it ourselves. And as any amino acid, it should come as no surprise that foods that are rich in proteins are going to be the foods that are high in tryptophan. And so if you look at like a U- the USDA website, tryptophan is pretty high in quantity in Turkey. But the thing is, Turkey is nothing special among the meats uh, and really any other proteins. Like depending on the cut and the cook, pork, fish, and chicken can all have more tryptophan than Turkey does. Um, and other foods uh, like cheese, for example, have a ton of tryptophan too. So it's it's nothing particularly special about Turkey. It's just turkey is a protein, and proteins tend to have tryptophan. And is, I know, like, you know, cheese has tryptophan, like milk has tryptophan, right? Like, is that why there's this accepted wisdom that milk, you know, drink some milk before you go to sleep, you'll sleep better? Yeah, and it's like the idea of a war- like a glass of warm milk, which I've never understood the interest in that. Yeah, it's funny when you look at all these websites about, oh, um, turkey and tryptophan and, and sleep and milk and tryptophan and sleep. It is the idea that like both turkey and milk have tryptophan in it. So there's there's some sense that people think that anything that has like tryptophan is going to like suddenly put you into a coma. Okay. So turkey and milk have established then have tryptophan, but is there any evidence for this idea that they actually make people sleepy? Yeah, so I think you know we could probably talk about anecdotes for the rest of the episode, but it it makes a lot more sense given what we try to do here <laughs> to talk a little bit about some data and some mechanisms. Yeah, we so won't I'll get too offer- far afoul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll offer uh, some experimental data, but I'll I'll keep it brief. 
And in fact, I'll just really offer one study as a sort of jumping off point. So in this study, participants were given four grams of tryptophan or leucine or placebo. So they got they were randomized to one of three arms. And the people who received tryptophan were more sleepy than those who received placebo. And this difference was seen as early as 45 minutes after the ingestion. So, you know, this is some data that I'll offer just to sort of put it out there that there is a connection between tryptophan ingestion and sleepiness. So we've got this kind of relatively weak data association (laughs) and, you know, the personal experiences of millions of people across the world, you know, when they eat tryptophan containing foods. So we want still, I'd still be nice to have an explanation why if tryptophan is soporific and makes us sleepy, why does it do that? Yeah, so it's first necessary to remember um, or recall if you if you knew this. I I, I didn't know this uh, that tryptophan is a precursor to both serotonin and melatonin, and both of these molecules are associated with sleep and sleepiness. Um, so the basic idea is that uh, increased levels of tryptophan are going to lead to increased levels of serotonin and melatonin, and those molecules are just going to make you sleepy. But there's a problem. And the problem is that in order to lead to sleepiness, tryptophan must get across the blood-brain barrier and into the brain. And then once it's in the brain, it can undergo conversion to serotonin and melatonin and make you feel sleepy. Okay. So does it do that? Does it get across the blood-brain barrier? It does. Um, fortunately, but as we'll see as we start unpack this a little bit more, there there are some additional problems. So tryptophan is one of uh, a few large neutral amino acids. So I, I hadn't he- heard of this term either, but there, there's a class of amino acids that are, again, the large neutral amino acids. And so these include tyrosine, phenylalanine, leucine, isoleucine, valine, and methionine. So there's a few of them, of course. Um, and the, th- the thing to know is that these all compete with each other for the same transporter that moves them across the brain, blood-brain barrier and into the brain. And there were a series of experiments from the 1970s that demonstrated that it isn't the absolute plasma tryptophan concentration that matters, but instead it's the ratio of tryptophan to all these other large neutral, neutral amino acids that matters. So the higher that ratio, the more tryptophan to these other ones, the more tryptophan that's going to move into the brain. So it sounds like all these large neutral amino acids are sort of birds of the same feather. That's but, right. But the the ratio of one to the other determines which one gets into the brain. And That's right. It's 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 and it's not unique to tryptophan. So if you have like a high phenylalanine to the other one's ratio, then phenylalanine is going to run into the brain. Okay. So does turkey and like other parts of what we think of as the typical Thanksgiving meal lead to a higher ratio of tryptophan to the other large neutral amino acids? Turkey doesn't, right? Turkey is just going to be this uh, protein that's going to have a ton of amino acids. But depending on what your side dishes are, um, you could alter this ratio and lead to more tryptophan movement into the brain. So so I have to explain this a little bit. When we eat foods with a high glycemic index... And the example I'm going to offer, and we had a debate about this before recording about like what the best side dish is, but I'm going to offer mashed potatoes because I love mashed potatoes. 
And this is a carb-heavy side. So it leads to insulin secretion, and this is key. Because the insulin is going to cause the skeletal muscles to take up amino acids. But tryptophan is not unique, but for, for the purposes here, it importantly is albumin bound. So less tryptophan is taken up by the skeletal muscles in response to insulin. So more of it stays free in the plasma. And what this does is it increases that tryptophan to other large neutral amino acid ratio. And that allows more of it to move into the brain. So if I am eating a lot of starchy sides, so let's say I have a plate of just like mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and stuffing, and a little bit of turkey, doing that causes insulin to be secreted, which reduces the rest of the, the circulating large neutral amino acids and gives tryptophan the advantage to cross my blood-brain barrier, become that delicious, delicious serotonin and melatonin <laughs> and make me sleepy after my Thanksgiving meal? That is the theory, yes. So the question, of course, is does that, that – do you guys buy it? Do you think that that, is, that explanation works? I guess I'm wondering, like, does it – what about beer? How does beer affect this <laughs> equation? <laughs> is, uh, you know, it's carbs, but, it, you know, but it's also going to make you sleepy. I, and the conversation with, uh, you know, Uncle X and that just won't stop. I'm sure that's right. going to, you know, keep you well awake. Yes. Yeah, so you're watching your fourth football game, your eighth football game. Yeah. Diet Coke has like phenylalanine in it. So like, you know, does that, should I avoid Diet Coke in this scenario? Well, that's the thing is you do have to avoid, you know, anything that's going to have a ton of large neutral amino acids. You have to be quite careful, uh, uh, you know, about that. To maximize uh, my sleepiness, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, there, there's obviously some problems with this explanation, um, or at least with this sort of somehow corroborating turkey tryptophan food coma like the connection, right? There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of variables, right. One of the biggest problems is actually the dose of tryptophan. And so we, you know, we haven't touched on this yet, but if we go back to that first study I mentioned, the one where they gave people tryptophan, leucine, or placebo, the dose of the tryptophan was four grams. And so there are about 400 milligrams of tryptophan in a pound of turkey. So you'd have to eat about 10 pounds of meat to get four grams. And that's like a 20 pound turkey or more than a 20 pound turkey. Are we sure that's so a problem? <laughs> that is a problem for some. Um, there, there may be folks who can... I don't know, handle that. I can't handle a 10-pound piece of meat. So that's problem number one is um, at least the in the, the studies demonstrating tryptophan sedative effects, you, you got to give a lot of tryptophan. Actually, other studies often give more than a gram, right? So we're not talking doses that are similar to what you get with a, a typical turkey meal. Although that study, did they did they titrate it? Like did they find a, you know, a floor in terms of a dose of tryptophan? No, I think they were just like, let's just go heavy. Let's just, just go. <laughs> let's just go four grams. <laughs> so we don't know the minimum effective dose of tryptophan, though. No, we don't. And, and you're right. And, and again, there are other studies that have definitely show, given lower doses. Um, the, the effects are modest or don't exist, pretty much. Um, but, there, but there's another problem. And it goes back to this whole idea that the main determinant of the brain tryptophan concentration is not the plasma level, but rather this ratio of tryptophan to the other large neutral amino acids. 
Um, so I, I, it might be helpful to imagine um, two um, plates uh, at Thanksgiving. And so plate number one is all turkey. So that's going to have lots of tryptophan and no carbs. Um, the other plate is all mashed potatoes with your, your other favorite carb-heavy side. And so that's going to have no tryptophan and tons of carbs. So the plate of turkey is more likely to raise the uh, plasma tryptophan level because it's going to have amino acids, including tryptophan. But the mashed potatoes are more likely to induce sleepiness. And that's because the turkey also has all these other large neutral amino acids. And so the ratio isn't going to change. You're just ingesting a ton of large neutral amino acids. Turns out tryptophan's one of them. So the plasma level of tryptophan is going to go up. But you need the ratio to change. Um, the mashed potatoes, on the other hand, will alter the ratio because of that insulin secretion and the movement of the non tryptophan large neutral amino acids into the skeletal muscle. So I think turkey isn't really the problem. It happens to have tryptophan, but it isn't really the problem. The solution, Tony, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's the thing is the solution to your Thanksgiving coma maybe is none of Avi's beer, none of the small talk, and just a plate full of turkey. But by that logic, you would think that the tryptophan that you do get from the turkey when combined with the mashed potatoes would yes. make it even more sleep-inducing. Yeah. So, so that, I think that's a good point, right? It's, it's, um, if you, there's probably some, this perfect ratio of tryptophan and carb-heavy side that's going to give you a bolus of tryptophan and then enough carb to like shoot all those other amino acids into the skeletal muscle. Wow. Um, so that ratio is whatever it apparently, whatever I do, because I am exhausted at the end of the day. Wow. It's kind of beautiful in a way. The moral of this Thanksgiving parable is that, uh, is that it takes a little bit of teamwork to make the melatonin and serotonin in your brain. I think that's right. <laughs> All right. Tony, do you have take home points for us? I sure do. Uh, so, uh, first, yes, turkey has tryptophan. Second, no, we probably don't eat enough turkey during our Thanksgiving meals to lead to like, you know, huge spikes in the tryptophan levels to lead to severe drowsiness. Uh, three, mashed potatoes and other carb heavy sides are probably more a problem, particularly as obviously when you sort of have them alongside a little bit of turkey. I think, but most importantly, number four, Thanksgiving is tiring, whatever the etiology, whether it's tryptophan carbs or otherwise i think we can all agree that thanksgiving is an exhausting holiday well on that on that hungry note that wraps up another episode of the curious clinicians thanks as always for joining us as a reminder you can join our mailing list at curiousclinicians.com to stay up to date on episode releases and have detailed notes delivered directly to your inbox we are excited to partner with vcu health to offer cme and moc credits for physicians and other healthcare professionals just for listening to the episode. For more information, visit ce.vcuhealth.org slash curious clinicians. And as always, the information contained in this episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Until next time, we've been the Curious Clinicians. Curious Clinicians.